Welcome to TSO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I am Erica Lee. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are here. As you see, the holidays have come and gone, <laughs> and we are ready to get into another topic. Yes, we are. Yes, so what we are we talking are. about today? Dress codes. Ooh. Yes, you look really good today. So do you, Thank as you. always. Thank you. Yeah. Inappropriate. Oh, yes. Nothing provocative mm, or revealing. According to whom? Right. Like, so we're going to talk about all of that yeah. today, like that language around... Uh, dress codes and who gets to determine and why mm -hmm. and what's the impact of of that right so. yeah and even what does that have to do with this podcast you know it's a DEI series like why is this even a thing that we would be talking about well because it relates wholly to gender equity yeah right? and it does who gets called out or called in mm -hmm. um, for the dress codes and all that kind of thing. So we just want to talk sometimes about like religion comes in sometimes um, or culture, culture might come in lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I think social economics yep. plays a part. Yeah, I think all of that I is think so a too. part of, you know, this idea around dress codes. It seems really simple, but it just has these really these far reaching implications. It does. I think we'll take a look at that like in schools and also in the workplace. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. I think this is a, this is a good topic. It's relevant. Um, you know, you shared an article with me um, about uh, lawmakers in a state passing a dress code for women who, you know, were, you know, in law, mm -hmm. I guess, or legislators. Mm -hmm. um, and this was in the state of Missouri. So I don't know if you've seen this, um, but I, I was appalled yeah. by it, quite honestly, mm -hmm. um, because this is something that was just currently passed. Right. And the person that was leading the charge was a woman. Yeah. I wasn't really sure, like, what's going on here? First yeah. of all, are, aren't there other things happening in the state of Missouri right. <laughs> that require exactly. attention rather than what the female legislators are wearing? And it, and it was, I think, a requirement to wear blazers or jackets or, or something like that. So you know, according to this lawmaker, and now according to um, this particular uh, chamber of the of the legislature, like what you're wearing without a jacket- It's inappropriate. Would be inappropriate, yeah. which is- I'm wearing a dress. Yes, I mean, but I, so I don't really, yeah. so like, I, I don't understand, I guess I don't understand the need for that. I like, have what's the, no what's the idea. Need? Why, why does that require a law. Well, because I think they thought that some women were not dressing appropriately. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's often that these rules around dress codes are often targeted at what the women are wearing. Sure. Um, and it lends itself to um, discrimination and bias mm -hmm. against women. Mm -hmm. Now, we can also talk about, you know, other groups that may be discriminated against. Sure. But let's just start with that, because mm -hmm. I think, you know, um, women are often on the receiving end of, um, of bias or on being ruled, if you will, around what, what it is that we're wearing. Yeah. 
And I think it starts in schools. It does. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So that article that I sent you, we found it in uh, Education Week. And it says like 90% of the rules around dress codes are geared towards girls. Mm -hmm. 90% mm -hmm. as if boys don't wear clothes. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, and as if boys don't wear inappropriate clothes. Sure. Inappropriate right. clothes. Yes. And who's to say what's inappropriate in the first place? Well, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think about, so let's think about like growing up, you know, so what was it like for you in terms of what you would wear or what you were allowed to wear growing up? So we, let's just start at the home, you know, like how it was. As, as children. So I, I grew up in a home. My father actually still is a pastor. Um, and when it came to school, we could pretty much wear whatever we wanted to wear. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really remember a lot of dress codes outside of skirts not being, if the skirts were, um, were higher than where our fingertips yes. could reach, mm -hmm. then they were considered too short. Yes. But I don't think there was anything that the guys had to deal with. I, I don't remember anything mm -mm. that, I don't remember any really dress code rules Maybe hats. Around. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember. For a minute, I went to a private school for about three years in elementary school. And it was pretty strict, very, um, very traditional. So there were rules there. Guys couldn't have their hair. You know, their hair had to be a certain length or... Mm -hmm. um, and girls definitely, you know, you had to be almost covered from your neck to your ankles, like almost. It was, wow. it was that, yeah, it was pretty. So as soon as I got out of that private school, <laughs> it was like, let's go, <laughs> you know. It was like, oh, get me out of here, you know. But, um, but even the, at home, it was, you know, so I guess around, it was like 12 or 13 is when we started to see music videos. And my parents were very vocal about, that's not, I don't, we don't like that. We don't like that. Mm -hmm. We don't like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to forget it. When Prince came on the scene, it was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> because he completely defied all exactly. of the odds. Exactly. Wearing things that, yes. you know, no one had seen yes. men wear. That's right. Um, who were heterosexual. That's right. Um, and so that was like, that was, <laughs> right, exactly. That so was major. So if I didn't know what their, you know, rules were around clothing or, you know, mm -hmm. appearance, you know, between Prince and Madonna, we got, you know, lectures <laughs> and earholes <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, you right. know, but, but, um, but I also came up in a house that was, you know, before we left out, you know, walked out of the door, I was like, let me see what you got on. Mm. Okay. You're good. You know, um, I probably, I mean, I have four brothers. I probably got that more than they did. They probably had you know, more freedom to, you know, go out and, you know, my father didn't like the baggy pants or anything like, but, but they were probably a little bit more, um, they had, there was just a little bit more, a lot more flexibility with them than it was with me, mm -hmm. but it was part of what we did. It was, you know, I'm about to go out. Oh, come here. Let me see what you got on. All right, go ahead. You know, and it was usually about, you know, um, how, how short was the skirt, you know, or, you know, how low was the blouse, which mm -hmm. I didn't kind of wear. That just wasn't my style anyway. Sure. But, um, but yeah, but it yeah, was I mean, pretty. It's not like I bought my own clothes. So exactly. My parents bought my clothes. Yeah. So whatever I wore was going to be acceptable yep. because that's what they, you know, bought for us to wear. Now, when it came to church, we weren't allowed to wear 
pants to church and we couldn't wear shorts to like rehearsals or, or like youth group or whatever. Um, although I think we could like when we went to vacation Bible school, mm -hmm. like, you know, like mm -hmm. we could wear shorts because mm -hmm. it was in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, more yeah. like playing yeah. and what mm -hmm. have you. Um, but you know, the rules were around modesty. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. that was kind of like mm -hmm. what was underneath mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. But let's dig a little deeper in that modesty theme a little bit. So not that I'm anti-modesty, but if you think about what the message often is behind that message, it's really, girls, you don't want to wear something that is, that's going to make the boys desire oh, yes, you. Absolutely. That's often what was behind that, as though the girls controlled right. what was going on in the minds of the guys. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I heard that a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, um, messages around like what people would think of me based on what I had on. I heard that a lot, mm -hmm. a right. lot. And you so don't want you them to think you're fat. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's it. I heard that exact, um, so that bad. exact uh, statement. Yeah. But I mean, but that's what, that was the, that was a part of, at least for our parents' generation, I think mm -hmm. that was a part of raising your children right. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and what your daughters wore, what they had on, you know, was a part of that, you know, the signal. And what, you know, the challenge with me was, although my parents brought, bought my clothing um, up until I got my first job, although that happened, you know, I had friends that I would borrow clothes from and I would go to school and change. Mm. I was one of those You were one of those. I was one of those girls. Like, Ah, <laughs> how many turtlenecks can a person wear, you know? <laughs> Let's go. Wear something else. Yeah, so, I don't yeah, know so that, that I did name. that. I did. But, um, yeah, I didn't really do that. That wasn't like, I, I don't even I think know. I thought about it. But I was also ex very thin. Mm -hmm. So nobody was as, <laughs> as thin as me. Uh -huh. I just felt like I was like, yeah. I used to. I felt like I would get teased because of how thin I was. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, oftentimes people are teased because of how, you know, mm -hmm. overweight they may mm -hmm. be. I was teased because of mm -hmm. how thin I was. So mm -hmm. there, there was no swapping clothes. There yeah. was nobody I could really swap <laughs> with. So that just wasn't even a thing for uh, me. But, no. mm -hmm. um, but really, you know, when you think about the message that we send to girls, even today, you know, about um, how we dress ourselves, yeah. mm -hmm. is that message, even though it may be well-meaning, is that message sexist? That's a really good question. So I'm, so I kind of struggle with this, right? Because I think on the one level, because I did have sort of like that private school background and I really believe in clothes as, a, as an expression of yourself, like I, I want people to be able to, I want my kids to be able to wear what they want to wear. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, though, I do want them to understand how to navigate. So everything is not necessarily, you know, good in every space, mm -hmm. right? So understanding what's appropriate and what's not in this context or in another. Like, I want them to understand that. I do think that's a thing. Mm -hmm. And while that may be subjective, I do think that that's reality. But I, I struggle with that, you know, so I'm not sure. I mean, I... I have an adult daughter and obviously she's going to wear whatever she wants to wear. I have zero control over that. But, you know, as a child growing up, you know, I did want her to dress in a way that 
um, didn't draw extra attention to herself. Mm -hmm. You know, that was not something that was going to send out negative messages. Um, but interestingly enough, as she, you know, got older, you know, she would talk about um, how, you know, um, some of the messaging that society gives to women about the way that they dress is really very skewed mm -hmm. to one side. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, meaning, you know, dress codes are really very skewed to, mm -hmm. to women in particular, and that, you know, women's outfits are to be a certain way so that men aren't, you know, uh, tempted mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. men aren't, um, you know, you know, gonna lust after yep. them or yep. whatever. And, you know, her response to, to me in conversations, and that she might've been a, a college age student at this point, is I am not responsible for what these men mm -hmm. are doing and or thinking. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have anything to do with that, neither do my, do my clothes. Mm -hmm. And you know, that really kind of gave me pause because I hadn't really considered that mm -hmm. up until that point. Yeah. Not really, because right. we were just kind of, it was just kind of like, this is just how it is. Mm -hmm. And we just grew up with, this is how it is. And we just sort of accepted yeah. it in many ways. Um, but when she, when she said that, it made me think, you know, you've got a point there. Yeah. Should women, and in one of the articles that we read, there were seventh graders who protested in their schools feeling like they were being blamed for how the boys looked at them. Mm -hmm. And they pushed back against a school dress code simply because they didn't want to be responsible for what went on in the boys' heads or the boys' minds. Um, and they didn't think that it was right that everything was targeted towards them mm -hmm. like they were the ones that had to make adjustments the boys didn't have to adjust their thinking or their actions mm -hmm. the girls had to make the adjustments mm. and that i thought was really um insightful i think so too i think on the other i, I think another piece of that is you know there are things so there was this thing around you know the way the boys think and you know uh, boys are visual and everything like that, you know, but so are girls. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's never like this thinking around, you know, what boys are wearing and what girls might think about what boys are wearing, sure. right? So sure. I think in, I think in that- right, Like it's okay if a boy wears a muscle shirt yeah. to school yeah. or, to, or into the workplace, right. a man, right. you know, right. because, you know, it's all right if the women look at them, you know, exactly. and think, Thoughts. Exactly. And there's never. <laughs> Thank you. Think thoughts. Very well put. Very well put. And so there's there's never this like this the same kind of concern right. about what a woman might think sure. about you know sure. or feel or whatever. And so you know I think that alone is you know it's inequitable, mm -hmm. right? We're mm -hmm. not really necessarily, we don't even care, it seems mm -hmm. like, you mm -hmm. know, about what about what a woman might think about what a, what a mm -hmm. man has on or something like that. And so I think we do the same thing in, in schools. And I think to that extent, there is a definite like level of sexism um, and gender inequity. Mm -hmm. So we're not necessarily applying, you know, the same standard. The standards are really different. And I think we have to also bring up um, race sure. as well, because oftentimes black students are targeted when it comes to their hair. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. might remember, 
you know, I, I want to say a year or so ago, maybe a couple years ago. It was a few years ago, maybe about 2018 or so. Yeah, yeah. where a, a young black student who was on a wrestling team in our state, New Jersey, um, was forced to cut his locks yeah. because his locks were too long, mm -hmm. um, you know, for their, their dress code. And it was interesting that, um, and it was, it was a humiliating yes. ordeal mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, humiliating mm -hmm. to the point where legislators went to work after the fact to put legislation in place yes. to combat, yes. you know, dress codes that, you know, attacked right. um, hair. Mm -hmm. And then there's this whole thing about, you know, black girls and their hair needs to be neat. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I've heard conversations mm -hmm. about neat hair. Yeah. And neat hair tends to be translated as straight hair. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. so if a black woman wants to wear her hair the way that it grows out of her head, right. natural. Natural. Yes. However, it grows mm -hmm. out naturally. Mm -hmm. So you and I are, are natural. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for those who don't know what we mean by natural, we're talking about the way that, the way that we were born, the mm -hmm. hair that comes out of our head. Mm -hmm. Now, there were times in my life that I used chemicals sure. to straighten my hair. Sure. And there was, there was messaging around, you know, straightened hair and it being professional. Mm -hmm. um, little girls get that, you know, picture day, teachers, you know, would send notes home to, to little black girls right. whose natural hair, you know, maybe they had puff balls or mm -hmm. um, afros or whatever, and they would get notes home saying that their, their hair needs to be neat. Yep for picture day and or should be neat, whatever. And so there's this whole thing around, you know, natural hair mm -hmm. and, you know, there are dress codes that, that have to do with hair, which often target girls and, and boys of color. Absolutely. Um, I think even, so you think about some of the trends. I feel like anytime there's a, there's a trend, somebody in a dress code, you know, mm -hmm. position is sort of, um, you know, actively working against it. So it's like in that article from the Anti-Defamation League, mm -hmm. right? So there was a, some really interesting comments around race. One of the things they said is that um, boys often get into trouble for wearing clothes that are disrespectful, right? And yeah. they have that in quotes. I remember that. And mm -hmm. so when adults are kind of pressed on, well, what does disrespectful clothing look like? Right. <laughs> right? You know, what does disrespectful clothing look like? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, something about the baggy pants, you know, mm -hmm. worn down to their knees. Or they use a word like urban, mm -hmm. right? Which is sort of like this code, code for black, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, even a term like ghetto, which I've heard more times than I care to even think about, mm -hmm. which is clearly racist, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right, definitely um, racist. And so there are like these, um, all these coded words, even the, even the language around girls, you know, in terms of provocative and revealing, which is why I kind of started our, our, our mm -hmm. session with that. Right. But like this language that we use, it's really, it's all these codes for, you know, what black kids are, are doing and how they're expressing themselves and how they're presenting themselves, mm -hmm. which is, you know, something that we need to really think about is the role of bias mm -hmm. in enforcing these dress codes. Mm -hmm. So what are the implications of bias, you think, when it comes to enforcing dress codes? Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And, um, you know, even when you think about 
culture, yeah. not just black culture, but you know, even religious culture. Sure. You know, um, there are some uh, cultures where you know the the clothing that men might wear may look like what we might call a dress, sure. for example. Mm -hmm. um, and and so like oftentimes dress codes do not account for people's religious um, mm -hmm. ideology mm -hmm. or, or their cultural backgrounds or their gender. None of that is accounted for. And it's often the um, policies tend to go through the lens of yes. white males. Yes, absolutely. Which is a problem, right? That we're yes, not being is. inclusive when we're setting our policy, that we're not making sure that all of these lenses, all of the cultures, all of the, re the religions, particularly those that are present in our learning community mm -hmm. um, or our working community mm -hmm. are taken into consideration. There's usually not that sort of, um, that, that diverse blend of voices and, and lenses. And, and that's a challenge mm -hmm. because if I look at you through the lens of only what I know, I'm going to get it wrong, mm -hmm. especially if mm -hmm. it's a narrow lens, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it wrong. And right. so even when we think about, you know, um, the challenge with dress codes, it's not just the dress codes, is that very often they come with penalties. Right. So if I run afoul of, you know, the dress code, if I violate the dress code, there's a penalty associated with that. Right. And it's those penalties that are really just inequitably distributed. Right. And disproportionately right. oftentimes. Because what what we've seen in some of, you know, some of the articles that we've read, we'll see where, you know, curvy or girls yes. may be targeted yes. for violating the dress code. Um, or black boys may be targeted for violating the dress yeah. code more often than their counterparts. Yes. Um, and so, um, and then in the workplace, I wonder, I, I haven't seen the statistics on that, but I wonder, and that might be something, mm -hmm. you know, to look up at some point, you know, I wonder how that, um, whether or not there are disparities there. I would imagine that there probably are. I, I mean, the fact the that same. an entire state legislator decided that they needed to pass a policy right. centered around how the women were dressing, and they eventually put in that they could wear a cardigan sweater. But even that was a problem. Mm -hmm. yes. Why is that a problem? Why can't a woman, like I'm wearing a dress, mm -hmm. I'm fully covered yes. here. Why would my dress be considered inappropriate? I have no idea. <laughs> it's I still, mean, it makes no sense. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And you know, you were talking about the sort of that inequitable, um, that disproportionate, you right. know, um, um, distribution of, how dress codes are enforced. It reminds me of a conversation I had with my daughter, um, who is, she's tall and, 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 and curvy. Yeah, like her mother. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so one of the things that she said was that, you know, in, in, in the school, the high school where she goes, we were talking about midriffs. And she said that, you know, girls who are more slender, who are, you know, like slim, they never get called out mm. for, their midriffs, right? Their 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 bellies being, you know, hanging out or whatever. That's what I. That's my mother's term, <laughs> hanging out. How about just showing, right? So you could just see their their, right. their their stomachs. And so she said, but you know, girls who were you know a little heavier or you know a little curvier 
always got called, you know, always got called out. And so there was this real disparity in terms of like who we are actually, mm -hmm. you know, targeting. Uh, targeting for, you know, conforming or aligning to the dress code. You know, that's a, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. And I do remember as a, a young professional, and this was in the, in the 90s, I remember thinking to myself in a workplace, like just how um, I thought there were some people that were allowed to dress down Mm -hmm. And but I always felt like I needed to be like I always had a jacket. I always had, you know, heels and everything like that. This in a space where, you know, there were men who were wearing like khakis, no jackets and they were fine. Nobody said anything. And I was reminded a couple of times about, you know, what was appropriate, even though I never left home without a jacket and heels and everything like that. It seemed like there were some people at work mm -hmm. that were allowed to, you know, wear, you know, dress more casually, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. they, they, and those of us, there were, so there's, there were others of us that just were not allowed to do that. Yeah. Double standards. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Interestingly enough, I was, as we were talking earlier, I was thinking about hair, mm -hmm. you know, we both have natural hair and I um, decided to cut my relaxer out of my hair and go natural back in 2014. I did it another time in my life as well, but when I did it in 2014, I was, you know, working in this business, um, and I remember having this internal debate about whether or not I was going to be viewed a certain way or received for having, you know, short, curly hair rather than having the longer, straight hair that was, you know, chemically processed to create straightness. Um, and, you know, who is it that even decided yeah. that that's what was considered yeah, appropriate? Right. Um, there's a there's a show, um, a series, I think it's on Hulu, um, that's talking to black women about um, their hair journeys. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's, it's just like mm -hmm. riveting mm -hmm. to watch. But I really struggled with, you know, should I cut it? Shouldn't I cut it? Is it going to hurt my business if I cut my hair? Yeah. You know, are people not going to see me as being as professional? And I really had this internal war with myself. And I, at some point I made the decision, this is me. This is my hair. Yeah. This is who I am. Yeah. And I'm just going to be me. And if they can't accept that, they can't accept that. And, and what I also find to be interesting is who compliments my hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's rare that my short curly hair is complimented by people who are not black like me. Yeah. Yeah. And when it is, mm -hmm. I'm shocked by it because yeah. it's so few and far between. But if I straighten my hair, which occasionally I have done, if I straighten it, all of a sudden, you know, oh, your hair's yeah, so pretty. So pretty. You know, so, so even standards of beauty yeah. fit within this sure. this dress code sure. um, piece, which really is, um, I mean, we could talk about this probably for another hour. We're not, <laughs> but we could. We absolutely could. So I, I think that, and there's so much, we probably do a whole new, a whole separate show about, you know, black women and their hair yeah, um, and our hair. But uh, I think when we, when we think about dress codes, right, um, there are some of us that are in positions of, you know, where we have to kind of, you know, monitor the dress code either in school or in a workplace. And so I think one of the things that's really important is, you know, when you find yourself in a position to to really have to, you know, talk to somebody about, you know, what they're wearing and um, 
and what that might mean for the workplace or the learning environment, I think a conversation mm -hmm. is important. Mm -hmm. I think rather than, you know, you're not wearing, you know, we're sending you home or, or anything like that, and before you get to a place where there is a penalty, I think a conversation is important. And I think that goes towards, you know, you're not gonna have a really good conversation if your environment isn't safe. If you have not cultivated a safe environment for people to learn or to work, then when you go to have that conversation about the dress code, it's really going to fall flat mm -hmm. and it's gonna seem like it's gonna be a threatening power struggle. Mm -hmm. And then that creates other issues. Right. right, but I also think you need to evaluate who are you targeting when you're looking at sure. violations of your dress code and just how equitable is your dress code? Yeah. Are there groups yeah. of people who are being um, targeted you know, in your dress code and is it fair for everyone? Sure. That's really the question. Sure. And to me, that's not so hard. Do you think a, like just a count of like, okay, you know, cause we were talking about like 90% of the dress codes, you know, target girls, you know, do you think a good place to start is like, take a look at your dress codes and who, just count who it applies to. Yeah. Maybe that's a good place. That's maybe really good data. It's not a bad idea. To start with, you know, yeah. who is more um, targeted, you know, in, yeah. the, in the code. Now, is that yeah. so hard? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think we can do something with I this. I think so. Yeah. I think so. So yeah. thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to sharing more with you in the future podcast. Stay with us. Follow us on our social media. And we look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely. Take care, everyone.